You are listening to episode 15 of the Her Money Matters podcast. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey there, this is Jen Hemphill. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Her Money Matters podcast. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy woman and it means a lot to me for you to just tune into the podcast, hear what I have to say, hear to, uh, what our guests have to say. And today I'm really excited. I have a special guest. Her name is uh, Jennifer Trask. And Jennifer, uh, welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Thanks, Jen. It's great to be here. It's fabulous having here because I've talked with you before and you're just so much fun uh, to speak to. But let me tell you a little more about Jennifer. And actually, Jennifer, you are the second Jennifer so far on the show. So as a guest, so we'll see how many because, you know, our name is so common. (laughs) (laughs) We're very popular. Yes, we're just very popular. (laughs) So let me uh, tell you a little bit about Jennifer Trask. Uh, with a mission to help at least 1 million people find and live their passions, Jennifer is a mindset and marketing coach for self-help coaches and healers. She helps coaches own their awesomeness so they can discover and step into their true power to build profitable, sustainable, and fun businesses that allow them to be the catalyst of change they came to be. And that's a, a beautiful thing. I love that you talk, uh, you teach about mindset and I love the audacious goal of 1 million people. That is fabulous, Jennifer. That is awesome. Thank you. It is big, but it, hey. Hey, that's nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, wrong with great. that at all. <laughs> well, tell me, Jennifer, we know about you now on the professional side. Tell me about Jennifer, the woman, the, uh, the sister, the aunt, because I know you're an aunt. Uh, so <laughs> tell me about that side of Jennifer. Um, okay. Um, in what regard? <laughs> well, just tell question. me a little about, I know you have uh, nieces, nephews, or just. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm from, I'm from Eastern Canada, a place called Newfoundland. And, um, I do, I have a big family. I have, uh, four nephews, two nieces at the time of this recording anyways. Although according to my siblings, that's all I'm getting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, they, they're between the ages of one and 12. So. Okay. They're tons of fun and um, I love being an aunt to them. And when I'm not doing that, um, I might be out traveling somewhere. I, I have I got the travel bug about over a decade ago, maybe a decade and a half. And um, it never left. It just tends <laughs> to get bigger. And so even though I love home, I also love to sort of trot around the globe. And I just take my business with me because it's digital, which mm-hmm. is which was always my big goal. So I guess when I'm not here with my family or friends, I, I don't know, you might find me in South America, maybe Europe soon. We'll see. (laughs) Awesome. And you just came back from a big trip. I did. I was gone for four and a half months this time. So awesome. And some beautiful pictures. Awesome. Adventure is fun. I love traveling as well. So well, tell me, how did you grow up around money? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, we grew up in sort of a middle class uh, home, okay. and 
by the time I came along, because I'm the fourth child, the, mm-hmm. the last of four, um, you know, we had, mom stayed at home um, and dad worked. And we were definitely sort of never wanted for anything. Like at growing up, dad wasn't say like super wealthy, but we we always had whatever we needed. Mm-hmm. And um, and then as we got older, dad actually became an entrepreneur and found some success, and we were able to do some of the big trips, you know, to Disney and this and that and. Um, so I think, you know, around money, we always, there was always enough, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes more than enough. And also I think I learned, I definitely learned to have a healthy respect for money and okay. I learned that you have to work really hard for money. Okay. And what would you say are some money conversations or maybe there weren't any money conversations that your parents had uh, with you growing up? Honestly, I don't remember having money conversations. I, I do remember, like, if we ever wanted something big, mm-hmm. meaning, like, it, say it was a toy or something, you know, you just want as a kid. I think there was always a, uh, once it hit a certain dollar level, then mm-hmm. there was negotiation of some sort. Okay. So mm-hmm. we didn't just get everything we wanted. Um, sometimes it was having to pick, sometimes we had to pay a portion of it, you know, but, uh, that's kind of the only type of conversation I remember having around money. And I remember, um, my dad, my brother always wanted lots of stuff. So my dad encouraged him and he ended up actually becoming an entrepreneur when he's 15. He okay. still is to this day. Awesome. And they always used because he was into computers, like he was into real, like you know, electronics, which was obviously a pricier, especially back then. Um, and they used to, they had a deal where like he would pay half and they would pay half. Okay. And I just remember being around that, and, um, you know, so I think you sort of unconsciously learn about money as well through mm-hmm. those decisions your parents are making. Right. 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 Okay. Awesome. And what would you say uh, is the best money advice you've received? Well, actually, um, it was indirectly mm-hmm. uh, the best one of the best advice I ever got was from my dad. And he used to say to me, Jennifer, you need to focus. And <laughs> he'd say this to me about business and, mm-hmm. and every and whatever, but particularly about business when we have business conversations. And now that I'm uh, at a certain level in business and, and, um, in my life, you know, money has become more, uh, important okay. and plays a different role. And I realized, cause hindsight is twenty twenty that that was the best advice. And what I mean by that is like, so often, you know, even for years I did it, I, especially when I was a new entrepreneur, like I didn't even want to look at money because it was so bad that, mm-hmm there was, it was just like, I just thought it'd be nicer if you just put it under the rug, but (laughs) that doesn't fix your problem. Right. And, and I see focus on money in a positive way, meaning, you know, like 
if you really want to change your money situation, it's time to sit down and focus on it and get to what the solutions are for you or, you know, like that. So I think that was the best because if you don't see something for what it is, you can't change it. Right. And would you say uh, that that advice also filtered into what you do in business uh, as far as uh, teaching about mindset with the coaches that you work with? Yeah, definitely. Because in my coaching practice, like one thing I find is people have so many ideas, which is great, but they're always all over the place. So that's not, that doesn't help you grow a business. Right. Um, you've got to get super streamlined and focused on what you want and then the path you're going to choose to get there. Um, and you know, when it comes to marketing, like there are so many ways to market your business. So it, be- it can become overwhelming just thinking about your options. Right. I, agree. I mean, yeah. So you really have to focus on what is most important to you, what you think is going to get you the most leverage based on your resources of time and money and based on obviously where your target audience is. So Right, right. And I yeah. love that 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 advice. The advice was focus and it wasn't saying it was it's a advice of a looking at the bigger picture. So it wasn't about oh you need to save this much money or this percentage of your income or whatever, but it, it was more of a bigger picture uh, for your finances. So I think that, that that was great advice. And what would you say are your the challenges that you have around money? Well, um, and I think a lot of the, the entrepreneurs in this group will be, will understand. So one of the challenges that I find is, um, Having a business where your income is consistent to a certain degree doesn't <laughs> like like when you have a job, you know exactly how much money is coming in every month. Right. But when you have a business that's dependent on clients and maybe you're selling products and like and when things are in flux, like let's say there's you haven't created a consistency where you know there's a definite amount coming in and you see normal growth. Like when you're in growth stage, Mm -hmm. what I find difficult is trying to plan Mm -hmm. when you're making um, projections and of course you're going to do everything you can to meet those projections, but the reality is you don't know if those projections are going to happen or not realistically. And so – that's what I find is the bit of a tricky part, and that's where you have to – I well, for me, that's where I really, like, try to trust my gut and make the best decisions and based on the experience that I have. And But that's, that's the thing that I find a little tricky sometimes. Okay. Yeah, because definitely yeah. it can – it becomes tricky as far as a budgeting and knowing uh, and paying your regular business expenses, uh, things of that sort. Uh, it definitely that's a lot of the same questions I come across. Well, how do you budget when your income is not a stable or steady income month to month? Because sometimes it may be feast or sometimes it may be famine, depending on what's going on in your business. Right. And the other thing is if you don't know how to manage money mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, I think I learned how to manage money from making a lot of mistakes, which thus brought upon some issue problems. But mm. if you're not, you know, I was 
I don't think I've ever been sat down and taught how to budget and how to do this and how to do that. And so because, you know, you have to figure it out, but of course, well, what happens to a lot of us and what happened to me in that case was I just learned out the hard way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, we all make those mistakes. You are not alone. You are not alone. Yeah. And what would you say is the best money you've spent? Well, there's a few there's a few things. Um, one of them was definitely going to see Tony Robbins okay. um, because he just changed my whole life. Uh, <laughs> I love sure Tony Robbins. Yeah, me too. There, I'm sure there are millions of people on the planet who say that exact sentence. Um, <laughs> and But, you know, he really did and it was – one of the best investment. Now I've invested in many things with Tony, not just this one particular program, but it was mm-hmm. the beginning of many. And it really was just so game changing for my life that, I mean, I just couldn't have, I couldn't have spent that better. I mean, that initial investment I think was about $3,000 or something. So like this that. was one of his remember. live events. It was one of his live events, yeah. Three, four thousand dollars by the time you know you get there and mm-hmm. stay and eat and whatever. Um, but without a doubt, it was definitely one of the best investments. And I think the other one of the other ones, like even more recent, would be um, going on my trip last year because it was such a big dream for me to be able to take my business on the road and deciding to invest in myself and pick up and go and mm-hmm. you know I go see Machu Picchu which had been on vision boards for years and <laughs> do awesome. all these things and like it's sort of the it's like self-actualization like right you know and to in to and take that time to invest in myself to to take some time off as I did and and all that that was very good money spent that's good that's good and I'm glad and you touched up on a point with you going to um, with celebrate and going to Machu Picchu and taking that trip that you've been dreaming of, you touched on some point that as women we uh, obviously we nurture, we take care of others first before we take care of ourselves. And I love that you went out and you celebrated and you took the trip for you and. You know what I'm saying? So it's just yep. I, I love seeing that. I know that there's a shift. Um, I have seen, I've definitely seen a shift. I don't know if you've seen that as well amongst women where, uh, definitely there's still a lot of guilt involved with with spending money or treating something for themselves, but, Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely a shift that I've seen. I think so. So, and it's, and it's good because everyone's going to be happier when the ladies are happy. Absolutely. (laughs) Like they say, uh, happy life, happy wife. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Awesome. So, as far as your money management, do you use more of a spreadsheet? Do you use a software or maybe just a traditional calculator, pencil, paper? What do you do? I use two things. One, I use uh, my numbers document, which okay. is the Apple equivalent to Excel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, you know, like I can tell you what I've spent almost to the dollar for the last three years and in what category. Okay, beautiful. And uh, yeah, and and I started doing that actually the advice of my sister who has an accounting background. She's not in it anymore, but she was always good with money. Mm -hmm. And um, I started doing it and 
it really opened my eyes because I got to see like, where is my money actually really going? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, with cards these days, you know, your debit here, your credit there, and you don't really see where things are adding up or where they're really going. So using the Excel document or the numbers document has been fantastic. And then also sometimes I'll just sit and, you know, as I add on, say, new products or new customers and I've got to adjust my budget and if people leave and this and that. So um, sometimes I sit down with pen and, pa- pen and pencil for a month and just okay. kind of run through things. And I like the writing like the physical the act of writing. writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putting t- pen to paper yeah. or pencil to paper. Yeah. Wonderful. And I'm glad that, uh, and you mentioned the p- seeing where things were going. Cause that's a lot of, th- that's something that I see a lot where people are not aware getting that picture, that clear picture of their finances yes. is where people don't do, which is why it's causing overwhelm either a, uh, they don't want to know because maybe they think it's bad uh, or B, they just don't know how to about, you know, going to go about doing it. They just know how, don't know how to or where to start, I should say. They sh- they know how to. They just don't know where to start because of the overwhelm. But, yes. of course, getting that clear picture gives you a place to start, uh, whether it's a picture that you want to see or not. Yes. So it's definitely uh, something. That, yeah. That is wonderful. And what would you say? Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Is your best money memory? Making you think here, huh? (laughs) You really are. Best money memory. Um, actually, I know. I remember the first check I ever got from my first business. Okay. And it came in, I mean, it was only for like, I can't even remember, a little over $1,000 or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy crap, like I made this. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting. It was really exciting and it was, you know, a big, it was big, like just, it was, it was fabulous. And I think it, it got me excited about what the potential was for making money and, you know, doing what you love doing it. And, just the fact that I had done that, like it meant more to me than from previous jobs where I get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Cause you did um, this from your own business. So absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that was a big, big one. Awesome. I can still picture it actually. And I remember dad, dad said to me, wait until there's another zero and then another zero. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good point. <laughs> That'll be a good day. <laughs> you didn't take a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you did. <laughs> so funny. Oh, goodness. Now, as far as paying, do you prefer, is there a preferred method? Do you like to use cash or check or credit? How? What is your preferred method? I actually, I have credit, but it's emergencies only. Okay. So I use 
like I have a credit card, but it's attached to like a debit account. So okay. like if there's money, if there's no money in there, there's no money on the credit card. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I switched all that over before because of the hard lessons I'd learned when I wasn't making money and put things on Visa. Okay. And so I decided after that, moving forward, that I was, even in my business, I was only going to spend money that I actually had. Okay. Makes sense. So that's what I do. Yeah. So I guess I use more uh, cash, debit, or Mm -hmm. the debit credit system. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And what would you say is your proudest money moment? I know you had a best money memory, but your money moment, it's kind of similar, but. Um, my, what, what was the, what is it again? The proud, the best proud, money moment? Proudest, proudest. Yeah. Proudest money. I know you had a mummy, money, mummy, a money memory, uh, that we're talking about a moment, a proudest money moment. Um, you know, I think sometimes I don't think of one in particular, but I, I more try one of the exercises I do to cultivate more abundance is mm-hmm. to really um, get excited about when money comes in or when it's going out. Mm-hmm. So, and like, you know, in this case, when it's coming in, being proud of having made it and, um, the value that the person is receiving in return for it. And so I think it's sort of a whole bunch of moments. Like when I thought I, like, I feel like when I get paid by my clients, I'll think about the value they've received so far and what's going to still happen. And like, it makes me feel really proud because I get to be a part of their change. And Mm. of course, you know, my my goal is to always deliver a minimum of 10 times the value um, that they ever pay me. So I know that their money isn't just getting going to waste. It is a very good use of their money. Like I would hope if someone asked them what was a good investment, they would say, go gee with Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, they do. Like right? that, yeah, that's my goal, right? Like that would be great for someone to say that. So and those are moments that luckily happen quite frequently, but there's no special one. Okay. Um, I think it's the cumulative fact. Like I think there's a, there's definitely a sense of pride of realizing that, you know, I was able to, you know, make the money that I made in a corporate job. Like I can make on my own and that's mm. pretty amazing. That I is, think. that is, that is definitely yeah. Yeah. wonderful. And what would you say is your favorite money book? Um, that one is The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. Okay. Actually, have you read it? I haven't, but I it's on my uh, shelf to read. Okay. It's like on my list to read. But no, yeah. I have not. I have not. Yeah, it's a fabulous book. And I, I learned... I learned a lot about the energy of money from that book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time that I read it, I was also doing some courses on money, the energy of money. And it was all sort of a perfect divine timing, of course. Um, But 
What I love about the book is there's a moment in the book where she describes she was she she has fundraised tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars for charities around the world. Mm-hmm. And she was in an office of some company and they wanted to give her like I don't know maybe it was 100 grand or something like this for the charity that she was representing. Okay. And she gave it back and said, we don't want your money. And the reason was because, uh, and she'll explain it in the book, but essentially like she knew they weren't giving her that money because they actually really wanted to help. She, they were giving her that money because they had to get rid of some money to charity. Okay, here you are. Like, but there was no heartfelt exchange. It was more like, this is a transaction that has to happen for our benefit. Right, right, right. So is, and yeah. yeah, and that was powerful. And what ended up happening was in, um, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but somehow she came around to this same person and he had had some experiences that changed him and ended up donating the money again. But this time she took it because he was different and the mm. energy was different and all this kind of stuff. And so it was, it was a really great book from the standpoint of understanding the energy of money and also because of the life that she has lived Mm -hmm. is very unique and she's a really great perspective on money because of her life experience. And I think that you can learn a lot from that book. Awesome. Like anybody, anyone in general. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Like I said, I've had, I've had it. It was a gift uh, because they know I like to read, especially money books, but I had, I haven't dived into that one yet. Right. So that is awesome. I'll make sure to include a link uh, to that in the show notes uh, for sure. And Jennifer, I know you know this podcast is all about making money simple and yep. taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making you think today. (laughs) You really are. (laughs) Because she's worth it. You know, I I feel like definitely one of the things that I've learned is, you know, while on a big scale you don't need money to live, meaning you can be fully provided for. Mm Mm-hmm. When you, when you think of it from a spiritual perspective, you don't need money to live. Right. And then, and then, uh, but the reality is that, um, okay, so the money has to come from, from somewhere. And I, I, I really feel like your money matters because it's, 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 it's about you honoring the life that you want. So it's, it's not about the amount it's about what is going to make you happy right and it's not about an amount it's about how much you need to get to be who you really want to be in the world so you know if you want to sponsor a child well you need to have $500 a year extra Mm-hmm. Or if you want to take your families on vacation or if you want to dress a certain way or you want to build a business that impacts a lot of people you need a lot of money for that right right right. and yeah I, I think it's about honoring who you are and 
the the money is just a representation of you feeling worthy of what you really want. I love that. I love that. That is beautiful. Well, that wraps it up, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being here. Now, tell us where is the best place people can find you and learn more about you. Well, they can come on over to my website at jennifer-trask.com. Beautiful. And I'll make sure to link that up in the show notes. Again, Jennifer, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun chatting uh, with you today. And I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Jen. Have a good one. You too. Hey, bye. Well, that was fun. It was another Jennifer on the show. And I I have to tell you, there's going to be more in the future, <laughs> but not intentionally, of course. I'm just not going to interview Jennifer's. I hope you know that by now. Uh, but I found this interesting fact on, on the matter of Jennifer's. According to the Social Security Administration, from the year 1970 all the way to 1984, the name Jennifer was ranked number one. That is 14 years in a row that Jennifer was ranked number one as far as names for uh, babies. And of course, that explains it all, uh, why there are so many Jennifers. If you're interested, just on a side note, I can put that link in the show notes so you can see where your name stands for fun. And also an interesting one too was that Mary was the number one name from 1915 all the way to 1945. That is crazy. So enough for my, about my, my little squirrel moment that I had, cause I got a little distracted with that, but, um, I wanted to, uh, thank Jennifer, uh, again for being on the show. And I have to tell you the last question that I asked her, uh, her perspective and her answer definitely had me thinking. So I really, really appreciate your answer, Jennifer, for that. I also want to give a quick shout out for a review that we recently got from Elle and she gave us a five-star review. So I really appreciate that. It's titled Must Listen and is uh, from Elle Martinez or Martinez. And uh, she says, Jen is a warm and knowledgeable host. Her podcast is motivating and fun to listen to. So I appreciate those kind words, Elle. And I just wanted to give you that shout out for taking time uh, to leave a review. If you haven't left a review and you are enjoying a show, it would mean so much. These reviews are like currency in the world of iTunes. And I know iTunes doesn't make it easy to do. Actually, honestly, it's really a pain. So I understand. But if you do do a review, I definitely in gratitude because I know the lengths that you took to write one. So I want to go ahead and say thank you right away. Now, as I just mentioned, Jennifer's answer to that last question really inspired me to think about why money matters. I always ask my guests to fill in the blank her money matters because I don't know if you've noticed that, but I've I've intentionally asked that. Now I want to turn the table around and make it your turn. How would you finish that sentence? So let's have some fun with this. And you can answer that in a tweet if you're on Twitter, 
or an Instagram. Just put whatever image you want to put with your answer, answer and with the hashtag her money. So again, just answer her money matters because however you feel uh, is appropriate in a tweet or on Instagram. I would say Facebook, but honestly on Facebook with the hashtags, it makes it a little more difficult to find because if you don't share that post in a public setting or the, yeah, the public setting, I won't be able to see it. So when I search for it, so if you're just uh, put a post and it's just for your friends, I'm not going to be able to see that when I search for that hashtag. So let's do that. And then all for the rest of the month of September. And what I will do is announce a winner on the first episode of October. So that would be October 1st. And of course, because since we're having this little contest, let's make a, let's give a prize, right? So let's do, uh, what I was thinking is a 15 minute session with me where you can just ask your most pressing uh, questions, or if there's a particular challenge that you are having with your finances, we can hash that out as best as we can in that 15 minutes. And let's go ahead and do this. All right. So again, to win this 15 minute session, you'll need to post the answer to her money matters because with the hashtag after it, her money, and you can tweet it or you can share it on Instagram in between now and the end of September. And then on October 1st, which it will be the first episode in October, I will announce a winner. All right, so let's do this. So that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Her Money Matters podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been fun doing these shows. I'm definitely enjoying it and getting a lot out of it. So I hope you are as well. Be sure to check out the show notes. Uh, They're just very brief, but any links that I, I mentioned through the show, I will put on there and you can find that at jenhemphill.com forward slash 15 as an episode 15. That's jenhemphill.com forward slash 15. Thanks again for listening and we will talk again next Thursday. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast all about making your money management simple and practical. For being a VIP listener, I have a special free gift for you. It arises from a question I get most often, which comes down to feeling lost and having no idea where to start. That's why I created this Jumpstart Your Money mini guide to help busy women like you finally start with a clean slate and take the action you need with your budget without the overwhelm. You can find it at the end of each episode at jenhemphill.com forward slash podcast.